It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Center Pass in focus on SENZ. This is SENZ, 8 o'clock, and it is a brand new show, Centre Pass, where we discuss all things netball. Ricardo Ball with you, and Storm Purvis, who's the one that's going to make all the sense when it comes to netball, our former Silver Fern, of course. How are you doing? Yeah, good. I'm going to try and make sense yeah. of this crazy season we're about to embark on. Yeah, Maybe well, it's... I mean, it's it's a season that's been affected by COVID already, like yes. every other sport, pretty much. Um and so we, we, we missed one game from the first round, and we saw the other games affected, particularly the Mystics um, Magic game was affected, and they didn't have maybe full lineups. Yes. What did you make of it? Because I watched Magic Mystics, and I kind of went, this feels like maybe the last game of preseason rather than the first game of the season proper. Do you know what? They didn't really have a proper pre-season, so mm. that's a pretty fair assessment. They didn't have the um, great Autaki pre-season tournament they have, which you know Sky go along to, it's broadcasted, it's a full dress rehearsal really. None of the teams had that. Uh, and you're right in that the Mystics were pretty heavily depleted. They didn't have Grace Nwiki, they didn't have Phoenix Karaka, they didn't have Famu Yuani. So three yeah. pretty star players, and they had to use... You know, the depths of their training partners. They took a lone player from the Stars, Greer Sinclair, who's a training partner for the Stars. Um, so very much like a preseason match. They were, you know, rolling subs. Helene Wilson, who we're going to talk to a little bit later on the show. Um, I'd love to kind of pick her brain and what she was thinking and her approach for a game like that. Uh, because, yeah, if we, if we start with that game, it was the Magic who got the win, 46-43. But like last year, round one, same game, Magic won that game too, and mm. then they went on to lose 14 in a row. <laughs> and the Mystics went on to win the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, as much as we want to you know, dissect round one and get really into it, it's too early to really get the crystal ball out and make any huge predictions. But um, promising signs. I mean, that game, if that's the game you watch, it was a good one to watch because yeah. the quality was pretty high considering so many COVID disruptions. Um, well, and that's, that's actually going to be really interesting, the fact that we've got Helen Wilson coming up on the show, because we can talk to her about this, um, and maybe you can make some sense of this for me before we get there. But it felt because they didn't have Grace Nowicki, you know, and, and she has such a big presence in the circle that you you feel like you can play a more direct brand of netball, but without her, they had to figure a different way to get the ball under the hoop, right? I think it took them a while to kind of click that Grace wasn't there. I mean, I know that sounds stupid. Like, I don't want to discredit them or anything, but they were, you know, Taylor Earl, who has that beautiful long uh, feed off the circle edge, was kind of trying to do that in this game too. Maybe, you know, first game nerves and you kind of get into your systems and your processes that you had all last season. It probably just took the whole team a while to kind of switch into their completely different shooting lineup. So for that first quarter, we saw Claire O'Brien and Taylor Earl throw quite a few out the back. Mm. Quite a few that Phil DeVuy, who was starting at goal shoot, had to jump and was like, oh my God, guys, I'm not Grace. I can't get to this. Um, so she then, uh, Helene, then brought on Peter Toyava, who is just 
a dynamo, you know, she was the grand final MVP last year and she just kind of settled that attack line a little bit. And that's a question I'd love to ask Helene is why Peter wasn't starting. Um, Helene is a mastermind of netball, so she'll have her reasons. But you're right, no Grace Mickey is, you know, it's a huge thing for the Mystics. But what Helene can be really proud of is that it didn't get into this big, deeper hole where they really freaked out and didn't get any better as the game went on without her. They did adjust. Um, Phil DeVoy and Monica Faulkner and her new colours mm. for the Mystics combined beautifully once the feeders actually figured out how to make that attacking end work. And it was some really great, pretty netball and a different brand of netball than we used to seeing from yeah, the Mystics. which I think, you know, maybe down the track, we look at this now and go, oh, you know, what a pain not having Grace there. But down the track, this could pay off because it gives um, the Mystics, and you know, another string to the bow, a different way of attacking teams. If, if you get somebody, if Grace has an off day or if you get a team that figures out how to defend her really well, you can go, well, we don't just have to do that. We can do this as well. And you want that in game one or early in the season, not at the semi-final or the grand mm. final when you have to suddenly be without Grace or without one of your star players uh, a really good opportunity for the Mystics and Helene to try some different combinations yeah, so they're, you're right yeah, I mean, how much of that you know you talked about um, the hangover from last well not hangover from last year but you know just what you did last year I mean when you're on court at that level how switched on are you mentally because it feels like sometimes some of that is muscle memory and you're running on instinct yeah, well, it, it also depends on your team's makeup. The Mystics are pretty lucky in that they've kept a very consistent, solid lineup. Uh, same coaches, um, you know, same captain and Sully Fitzpatrick. So I imagine a lot of their preseason training, their warm up routines, and everything will be the same from last season because you don't fix something that ain't broke. So I imagine for a team like the Mystics, there'd be a lot of that. For a team like the Pulse, who we haven't seen yet, they've had a mountain of changes. Um, they've got a new coach, old new coach, Yvette McClaws and Jury coming back into the fold. Um, I don't know if they'll have any muscle memory as such. Of course, individually they will as players, but it might take them a while to kind of get into the flow, get into their brand, get into their systems as the season goes on. But for yeah, a team like the Mystics, uh, it can be hard. And I think that's why we saw some of those wayward passes at the beginning when, like I said, they were just thinking, Grace, Throw it in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we're talking all about the Mystics, the defending champions, but they lost this game um, to the Magic, uh, 46-43, to 43, and we should talk about the MVP of the game, Irina uh, Mika Eri. She was uh, just superb. How long is that lady? I mean, like, she had, like, had Inspector <laughs> Gadget arms at times. I think she's a metre 93. So right. I'm a metre 86, yep. and I'm pretty tall, but I'd say I'm in proportion. Edna is just... Way leaner than me and all arms and legs. So when she gets her body going, um, it was interesting because she was up against a shorter circle without Grace and Mickey there. The, the moving circle was something for her to kind of get her brain around. And, and she nailed it. She was just running left, right and centre, just throwing an arm out wherever she could. Got her hand to a lot of ball. Um, and, yeah, I think maybe that is something that we've learned about Edna is maybe despite her height and her reach, she is actually better against the moving circle where she can cause a bit of chaos. Uh, so really stoked for her to get an MVP, MVP performance in game one because um, she's been around a while and, um, you know, there's some spots up for grabs in that Silver Ferns defensive end now with Jane Watson and uh, Katrina Dore being pregnant. Yeah, well, that's right. And, and coming up on the show, actually, uh, we do have a, a segment, uh, Storm's Performance of the Week, and you're going to name a team of the week. I, I would imagine, given that uh, it's not giving too much away, that I, I know who the goalkeeper will be in that I team. I will say nothing just yet. You'll have to stick around. <laughs> I really struggled picking it. It's only week one, so this is going to be a tough segment for me every week. Yeah, right? it is. <laughs> it's it's going to be really tough. Now, um, Storm, we also had a game uh, down 
South and the tactics, who went pretty well last year after a lean spell. Uh, they really got touched up by the steel, didn't they? And George Fisher was just on fire. She was, which is scary because um, she pretty much started the season how she finished the last. She shot at 94%. 47 goals, only missing the three. Um, that's just unbelievable. And for someone who, you know, she's based in England, she would have spent a lot of the off-season with the England Roses, uh, to come back into pre-season probably late with the steel, uh, to slot in like that and have a different uh, goal attack with her. Tiana Maturo has gone back to the pulse, so she was working with Savia Tui and Georgia Heffernan. Um it just looked like, you know, business as usual for George. And she's such an un- unorthodox player and someone I imagine would be quite, quite hard to defend. I retired before she came around, <laughs> luckily, so I didn't have to go up against her. But uh, her shot is, is so unusual. It's quick. It's accurate. Um, she's got the split of doom. She's got a bigger split than Irene Van Dyke. So wow. you know, that's something to watch out for. Yeah. And, yeah, she was great. Their whole attacking end. I mean, the Steel are known for possession netball. They throw the ball around a million times before they send it to the hoop if they have to. They don't take risks, um, and that works for them. And, yeah, the tactics were just a little bit out of sorts. Yeah, I I mean, I know that um, I think Ellie Bird's been struggling with a knee injury. She still shot 89%, but how much do you think that affected their ability to get ball to her in the circle at times? Yeah, I I think with poor Ellie, obviously she is carrying a a knee niggle there by the sheer amount of strapping on her knee. Um, But it's just the strength to be able to take in some of these passes that may be a little bit off placement. I think if you're feeding to Ellie, it just needs to go pinpoint straight to her so that she's fully controlled and comfortable to take the ball. Whereas it's the complete opposite with someone like George Fisher, who's really dynamic and can make any ball or feed look good. Um, So I think... While she's kind of sorting that out and, and getting her core strength and everything back, it's going to take the tactics a while to get that attack end clicking. Um, because you're right, once she's got the ball under the hoop, you know, she's not going to miss. And no. if she does miss, she's probably going to get the rebound. <laughs> so they just need to work on trying to find uh, the secret formula to get the ball into a really safe spot to be able to feed it to Ellie. Um, and I was feeling for Tapia Selby Rickett a bit because in that goal attack, uh, she kind of at times had to play the goal shoot role, the wing attack role, the goal attack role, because it just was kind of falling apart around her. Um, so the tactics definitely won't be happy with that performance at all. Uh, even Kimi Otopoi, their you know, star centre and new captain this year, had a really quiet game from her standards. So they will go back to the drawing board. They're up against the Stars this week, so a tough game again. But mm. expect to see a different tactics team okay. out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it was... A quite different game from the Mystics Magic game, which was, you know, we talked about it felt a little pre-seasonly, but defensively it was tight. This game, not so much. No, no. What was it? An 18-goal win or yeah. something ridiculous. Um, yeah. And 71 goals scored. And even the losing team scoring 54 goals. That's way more than the 46-43 that we saw yeah. in the Magic Mystics. So, you know, just the amount of ball going through the hoop was higher from both teams, kind of indicating that the the defence obviously wasn't really there. There was a lot of whistle in this game too, wasn't there? I don't, I'm trying to find the stat now, but I think I saw the Mystics, as the Mystics, the tactics, give up 60 penalties. Is that right? They probably did. So, actually, yes, I've got it here. What I found with the stats, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to we go, do a real stat <laughs> chat. Um, the Steel, right, mm-hmm. had one obstruction penalty in the entire game. The tactics had 15. 
So I know the steel are a really clean side, but the tactics are typically known to be pretty clean too. So for them to have 15 to just the steel's one, uh, that's not good enough. That's a lot of time out of play. That's a di- that's a real discipline issue. Yes, yeah, that's it's a, a coach, coach killer. killer. Hey, hey there you look go. at that. You know your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I need to ding a bell when we when we do that. <laughs> a real coach killer. A real coach killer. Oh, uh, yeah. God. So I mean, th- those things. What about turnovers in terms of what the um, turnovers should be? Mm. Uh, sorry, conversion of turnovers should be because there were a lot of turnovers uh, in both games, but yes. it, it felt like the, conver- the conversion rate wasn't really there. That And that's your, your winning moments in a game. You mm. know, like everyone gets the same amount of centre passes, you get the same opportunity to, you know, score the same ball. But if your defence are getting ball, then that is what we call money ball. You need to score that, get that down to your shooters, possession play and score it to get money in the bank because that's how you win games. And I'm glad you brought that up because the magic, what we call turnover to score stat, was 80%. That's pretty good. You generally want it around 70% or higher. Yeah. The Mystics turnover to score was just 44%. And they only lost by three. Yeah. So if they had treasured that ball a bit more and kind of nailed that through court attack, um, then yeah, they're a side to watch out for because they were getting plenty of, plenty of ball on defence themselves. Yeah, it's just uh, it's about using that ball and converting those opportunities. This Absolutely. is centre pass. If you've just tuned in, the very first centre pass show with Ricardo Paul and Storm Purvis. We're going to be doing this every Tuesday night from eight till nine, talking ANZ Championship netball. It's thirteen past date, and when we come back, Helene Wilson is going to join us. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Centre pass in focus on SENZ. At 17 past eight here on Centre Pass, Ricardo Ball and Storm Purvis with you. Of course, we have been recapping the first weekend, the first two games of the ANZ uh, that got underway on the weekend. And joining us now is the coach of the Northern Mystics, uh, Helene Wilson. G'day, Helene. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, our, our pleasure, Helene. Our pleasure. I mean, uh, for you as a coach, how difficult was putting a team together for this and getting them to be able to follow a system given the COVID issues that you had coming into it? Yes, I must admit it's been a bit of a challenge, but nothing that we haven't been up for. So we wanted to play, and I think the fact that we got a team on court in our first week was awesome, but it's just plan and plan again and change and plan again is kind of like how we roll at the moment. I know you, Helene. You're very good at that plan A, B, C and D. Um, Obviously, one of plans, I don't know, might have been D or E even, was uh, having Greer Sinclair on loan from the Stars. Can you tell us a bit about that situation? Yeah, well, we we had so many defenders out and um, we couldn't pull from within our club structure because we had so much COVID in the NNL group. So, I gave Kerry a ring and just said, you guys aren't playing. Do you mind if I use Greer for a game? She'll get a game out there. And, of course, we try to put the players first and give them the opportunity to play. So she just came in and I told her to do what she does well and I thought she did a great job. Yeah, she did. She did She did a really great job. Um, another person who did a great job in that position was Michaela Sokolich-Beetson, making her return to the blue dress and to the netball court. What did you make of her performance out there? Oh, it was just so good having her energy back on court and um, the fact that she was going for ball that we know she traditionally does is really exciting. So just to get her out there for 60 minutes in her first match was awesome, but really happy and um, we know she can be better. So it's just a starting point and um, yeah, she's ready to go. Can you give us an update on the likes of Grace and, and Phoenix and Moo? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, they're out of isolation, all three of them. So we're just going through the medical clearance for them this week. And we're hoping to, to get them training. And if they go okay in training, then we may see them on that weekend. So it's a hopeful at this stage until they get that medical clearance from the doctor. Yeah, uh, in terms of uh, Michaela that we just uh, we were just talking about there, um, she played uh, gold D for you, but she's also played a lot of wing D. Where do you see, once you've got a fully fit squad, where do you see her fitting for you best? Oh, well, I think her strongest position that she's always played for Mystics is wing defence, but um, she is a wing D, gold D slide, and we do see her as a gold defence as well. She offers something completely different to Phoenix, so... If we need to change things up from a strategic point of view, we're quite confident to put her into either position. Yeah, and you've got Phoenix coming back soon, hopefully. Kara Stythe, someone you pulled up to play as well, had an amazing game as well, Helene. So how are you going to balance this really now um, depth of the defence that you find yourself having? Yeah, well, it's a a nice challenge to have. And um, I was really proud of uh, Kara's debut I thought she went out there and played really well and um, you know playing 45 minutes at goal defence on your debut is massive so I I was really proud of her but while we're managing players that are coming back from COVID or had COVID I think having that buffer down the defence end has been is going to be quite necessary because players don't come in you know firing at 100% they have to build back up their capacity to play 60 minutes. So why we uh, need to do that, we're really excited to be able to put Karis on the court. You talk about playing 60 minutes, but it's 120 minutes this weekend with the two games. Uh, (laughs) How do you approach that challenge on top of everything else you're trying to juggle at the moment? (laughs) Yeah, well, I've got my puzzle book out at the moment, Storm, trying to figure out how to work it. And um, you obviously want to get through the two games with the strongest team on court for the longest period of time without um, getting any niggles or injuries so early in the season. So um, I'm really looking at what are the key matchups, which players do we have in our team that will, you know, put the pulse and steel under pressure. And we'll train that this week. And fingers crossed we have lots of options come game day. I just want to take you back to the Magic, um, Helene. Were you surprised by what they put out there on Sunday? No, I wasn't surprised. Um, you know, we we had played them very early on in the preseason, so we kind of knew what we were coming up against and, and the players that they had in their team that were training partners or filling in, you know, they've been training with them for quite a while. Um, so we we knew what we were going to come up against um, and Magic always give you a, a good game. You know, they... They always fight hard and it's always a real battle. I just think we didn't start out of the blocks as well as we needed to and we played catch-up netball. So lots of learning in that for us, but um, really proud because of the disrupted build-up we had, you know, losing three key players in the sort of week and a half before you play. You know, that's massive to try and figure out um, new combinations in such a short time. Uh, Helena, it doesn't feel like you're a, you're a million miles away from uh, having won that game. I mean, look, I, I, Storm and I were talking about uh, turnover conversion, and it really feels like that's one place you can look at and you can work on that this week, and that could give you more points going forward into this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got plenty of games. You know, we we had 23 games in that game, which is which is uh, good. Um, but the fact that we are turning over the ball um, and we're not scoring off the ball that we have, um, that's something that we need to work on. So 
that's, that comes with connection and game time and practice and considering, you know, that's the first game we'd played in over a month because of, because of COVID. So we were a bit rusty, but it's not an excuse into the next game and I think another week of training will, will be better. Every defender's favourite thing to hear is a week of attacking training. Gosh, I can't wait for that. Um, you're absolutely right, Helene. Considering it, it has been a month, um, it was a really high-quality match, I thought, and, and we loved commentating mm. it. Um, I do have a question about Peter Toyava, obviously not getting the start, but she came on and made a massive difference. Is she on loading minutes, or what was the um, decision there? Yeah, we're, we're managing Peter at the moment and there's a few things that we always take into consideration around um, performance and it's about the standards we want in our team, it's about making sure everyone's healthy, whether that's medical or injury and I think a number of things combined, we have to make the best decisions for how we think we can play out the match. Um, so she came on at that time and she did do some really good things, obviously she's a leader down in that attack end so we will keep working to building up what her minutes look like to, to maximum capacity so that we can get the best out of her and build the other players in the team as well. Yeah. And so who are you keeping your eye on this season, Helene? I know we haven't seen the Pulse and the Stars yet, but I'm sure you have uh, during the pre-season. Yeah, no, I haven't, Stormy. I have not seen them. So um, I... I think the pulse will be good um, there's no doubt they're always a well drilled side and there's some quality players in that side and with a vet back you know like I'm sure they'll, they will come out firing so we do expect the pulse to be good but you know the steel they were brilliant on the weekends um, as always they start strong so we're expecting two really hard games this weekend um, and we haven't even seen the, the Stars play in the preseason, so all the games we had organised were cancelled against them as well. But, you know, that they're, they're, they're a strong side this year too. I just think most of the sides are strong, to be honest. So um, we've been talking about how do we actually uh, compete with every team in the competition. I guess one bonus, if, if you, or silver lining, if you like, to not having Grace available this weekend, is that you had to figure out a different way of being able to score and a different way of getting the ball under the hoop. Mm. Uh, you play quite a different attacking style. Uh, you think that down the line that's actually going to benefit you guys? Oh, 100%. And, um, you know, you can always look at uh, the situation we found ourselves in on the weekend. You can always look at it as a oh gosh, what are we going to do? We're missing players. Or you can look at it as an opportunity to see what all of your players are capable of. And I think the shooters actually did a fantastic job. Their shooting percentage was um, awesome. Um, they moved the circle really well and they grew into the game. And considering Phil DeVui, you know, she's been away and out with COVID as well. I think she played a stellar match um, for coming back into 60 minutes. Um, but it's a different work rate and a different game style for the ball being taken to the circle. So I think that's where we need to keep working is making sure that our mid-quarters are working to retain the position, take it to the circle edge so that we have a, you know, a better chance of getting the balls into those shooters. And it was a great opportunity to get Monica Faulkner out there first game for the Mystics in the blue dress. I mean, we haven't seen her play consistently in a while and I thought she had an incredible match. What has she brought to your side, Helene? Oh, she did have a credible match. She's She's been fantastic, actually, and really enjoyed her. She's a straight-up girl. She's here to learn. She wants to own her bib and her position. So I just I think her maturity and her, the fact that she speaks up in training and demands the best of it out of herself and those around her 
um, you can see um, that on court when she's playing. So I think with her and Filda being able to play goal attack um, when Grace is there too, we've got three solid shooting combinations that no one will know on any given day that we can put out there. So to see her play 60 minutes and shoot at 100% after considerable time off, um, just fantastic. I couldn't ask for anything more from her. Helene Wilson, thanks very much for giving us some time tonight. It's uh, been great chatting to you on the very first centre pass. I hope you've enjoyed yourself and uh, best of luck for this weekend in the double header. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, lovely to talk and I'm sure we'll talk again. Yeah, thanks, we, you know, You know we will. You know we will. <laughs> it is 8.28 here on SENZ. This is Centre Pass with uh, Storm Purvis and Ricardo Ball. Kate Burley coming up on the show as well. We're going to have a chat to her uh, before 9 o'clock. But up next, it's Storm's Performance of the Week where Storm breaks down her team of the week. Looking forward to this. That's next here on SENZ Centre Pass. Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Centre Pass, in focus on SENZ. This is Centre Pass on SENZ, the very first show with Storm Purvis and Ricardo Ball talking ANZ Premiership amongst other things, uh, but we are going to do the ANZ Premiership Team of the Week as picked by Storm uh, now, and Storm, you want to start up top in the shooting circle, so uh, give it to us. Who is in your Team of the Week? We're in the GS bib. I'm starting with a disclaimer, actually. Yes. The, okay. Pulse and the, St- uh, Pulse and the Stars obviously didn't play. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's listening who's like a diehard Pulse fan or a diehard Stars fan, don't at me. I could only <laughs> judge it off two games. Fair enough. And it's only been two games. And it was early days, okay? Okay, all just, right. You know, there's a lot of pressure on me here, Ricardo. But go shoot. This was an easy one for me. We've already talked about her. It's George Fisher from The Steel. Uh, you know, she shot at 94%, put up 47 goals. That's ridiculous for the first game of the season. Yeah. She's going to be a force to reckon with, um, as she has been, you know, while she's been wearing that steel dress for the last season or so. So, yep, she gets my goal shoot, Bib. And she is um, has been immense. I, you, you know, you mentioned she's obviously part of the England Roses setup. They came down here last year, and I think the, the record at the time was like they'd only ever beaten us 11 times in history or something. We'd beaten them a million. Uh, they won that series, then we went up there, and they, they, they kicked our butts up there as well. I know. Uh, do you think that the, the power base has shifted? Are we, are we now third in the world? And do you know what's funny about that is that George Fisher is on the bench for mm. the Roses. She doesn't even start for the Roses. They can bring her on and still do that to us. So mm. I don't think it's shifted yet. I think it's too early to say that. We've just seen Serena Guthrie announce her retirement from the Roses, you know, she's been there forever. She's a huge playmaker for them. Um, And when you get to a pinnacle event like the Com Games, like we're going to see this year, which I'm super excited about, I mean, that's just a whole nother show. Um, And it's about the 12 that are there and the seven that are on court. So I don't want to say that they've, you know, jumped us just yet. It's been a bit too hard to really kind of pull any conclusions yet. But I would be worried about the English Roses, and they'll be at home in Birmingham as well, of course. So yeah, Exactly. Yeah, if George Fisher is there, we're in trouble. Yeah, okay, <laughs> what about goal attack? Goal attack. I've gone for Monica Faulkner. Um, this was a hard one because Xavier Tui, who had a, mm-hmm. a, an amazing game for the Steel as well, partnering with George Fisher, was nearly there. But just the fact Helene Wilson, coach of the Mystics, has already talked about it. Monica's done an ACL. She hasn't been back playing full netball for um, you know, long at all. In new colours, with a new shooting circle, shot at 100% at goal attack, played 60 minutes at goal attack. Those, that's lung-busting stuff for someone who hasn't played much netball lately. Um, 
she was fantastic, and I really hope that that's sign, uh, a sign of things to come because we need another goal attack kind of stepping up and putting their hand up when it comes to Silver Fern selections. So I was very encouraged by her performance. Okay, all right. Now, wing attack. Who's feeding the circle? Mm, this was a weird one. I went with Simone Wilbour, who was a replacement player for the Magic so she had a fantastic game. If I look at some of my stats, in that game, um, Magic vs Mystics, she was the leading feeder, leading goal assist, goal assister, and had the most centre pass receives of everyone on that court. And she's a replacement player that isn't even fully contracted, you know. So for someone who a lot of people might have been like, who's that in wing attack? Like, who's, yeah. that, who's that girl running around on the court? It was Simone Wilborn, a Wilborn, and remember her name because um, the Magic need a, a consistent wing attack. They're pretty light in that area of the court, and she was fantastic. Putting her hand up and taking an opportunity. That's what absolutely, you want to see. Absolutely. All right. Uh, what about uh, at the heart of it all? Who's, who's your centre? If... Claire Kirsten or Sam Winders had played the full game at centre for the Magic. I probably would have considered them, but they played a half each. Mm -hmm. And so I had actually to go with Kate Heffernan from the Steel. Uh, she was a bit of a bolter in the Silver Ferns squad last year. She's played a lot of wing defence um, and brings quite a controlled, steady game to the centre position. Um, and because she comes from a defensive background, she's great at through-court through court defence and just being that link, that really steady player for the steel. Um, and she had a solid game. The steel attacking end was on fire. So, yeah, she was an easy one for me. All right, there you go. Uh, we have uh, need a, we need a WD-40 uh, wing defence. None other than Michaela Sokolich-Beetson making her return to the netball court after over two years of not playing. So I, we haven't touched on it, but she had done back-to-back -back Achilles injuries. So she ruptured her left Achilles over two yeah. years ago, rehabbed it fully, got ready to go again, first training back, ruptured her right Achilles. That is unlucky. I'd like just the worst story, and she's young. So to see her sort of persevere and put everything into her rehab and come out and play the way she did on Sunday, uh, she is by far my wing D of the round. Yeah, now... Um uh, we we talked about whether or not she should be GD or or, or, or WD with mm. um, Helene. Where do you think her best position is? It's a tough one. I really like her at, at, at Goldie because you get to sort of sit back in that circle and have a hunt out. She's so quick off the mark. So when she can get herself back and have a look at what's happening around her and in front of her um, and see the ball as it's coming down the court, then when she just goes and decides to go, I feel like she gets more opportunity to get hand to ball. But... What doesn't really work for her is that she is on the shorter side. She's not your tallest mm. circle defender out there, and um, she definitely plays the ground really well, and she's really fast, but doesn't have the highest jump. Um, so I prefer her at wing D, and kind of someone who is the same height as her but doesn't have the speed but has the jump is Kate Burley down, Kate Burley down at the steel, and she's my goal defence of the oh, round. There you go, nicely done. Yes, thank you. Segway? Uh, yeah, segue away. <laughs> um, she is in new colours coming... Uh, down from the Mystics, going to the complete other end of the country, down to the Steel. Uh, she's an Auckland girl through and through, and we're going to have a chat to her yeah. soon just to check in and see how she's going down there and make sure that she's warm enough. Uh, <laughs> but she had a great game to start. I was really impressed with her showing at Goldie. All right, and what about at Goalkeep finally? It's Edna McKay. Mm. We've already talked about her. Uh, she was the player of the match in that Magic Mystics game. Um, and like we said at the top of the show, I mean, I've never seen her move so much in a game of netball, and she got her hand to so much ball um, and was a real leader down that defensive end. So I've actually picked her as my captain of the round as well. Yeah. Um, she is probably one of the most experienced player 
um, players that I've just named as well. And, you know, playing with two different goal defenders in front of her during that match and being able to pull out a consistent performance and lead that defensive end, uh, I was really impressed with her play. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So just looking at it, we've got one, two, three from the Steel. We've got one, two from the Mystics. We've got one, two from the Magic. There's one team missing that hasn't hasn't made the team. Oh, the tactics. There's no tactics representation. Do you know what? Karen Berger could have very easily been my goal defence. Right. She was just about the only player for the tactics that actually played well. Oh, that's such a harsh thing to say. Goodness <laughs> me. Here I go with the hot takes in round one. It's she, what we want. It's what it's oh, all about. Oh, goodness me. I'm going to get the pitchforks out. Um, Karen, week after week after week, performs. And had the tactics not been on the receiving end of such a thrashing, I may have considered to put her in there, but... Um, they lost by like 20 goals, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no tactics players. Sorry, guys. Hey, and I'm going to throw this one at you just as a as an afterthought. I'm looking at this team. I'm like, who's coaching this team? Ooh. Do you have a coach of the round? We should do that. I haven't thought about it, but since you've put me on the spot like that... Yeah. Um, and not because we've just had her on the show, mm-hmm. um, but I think given the challenges the Mystics have had to deal with over the last couple of weeks with covid um, situations and you know Helene hustled to get a lone player from the Stars. She literally called the coach of the Stars, Kitty Wills, and said, "Can I have a player?" Um, and just you know her decision making, bringing Peter back on, making some changes at crucial times. It was a really smart uh, coaching performance from Helene this round. So. Lenny, I'm giving it to you. All right, there you go. There we have it. It is uh, Storm's team of the round, captain, coach, and all. We'll do that every week here on Centre Pass. It is 19 away from 9 o'clock. When we come back, uh, we are going to be talking to your old mate who's down at the steel, the Auckland girl. See how she's how, see how she's faring in uh, Dirty Old Dunners. Kate Burley, she's up next. It's a quarter to nine here on SENZ. This is Centre Pass, Storm Purvis and Ricardo Ball with you. Our very first Centre Pass show of the year. Well, very first one ever, but our first one of the season as well. Mm-hmm. It's the first of both. Uh, we are heading south to Invercargill to catch up with an Auckland girl who has uh, probably got about five layers on right now going, I thought it was supposed to be summer. Kate Burley, who's at the steel. G'day, Kate. How are you doing? Hi, very cold, actually. <laughs> very cold. Right <laughs> Are you still sleeping in your oodle or oodie or whatever you call in it? My oodie, yes, I am. I definitely am. I even bought another one just <laughs> so I can swap it out and rotate it around. Oh, gosh, Katie. But are you enjoying the South? I know it was a big move for you, kind of leaving home and Auckland and everything and, you know, taking yourself down to the dirty South. Are you enjoying yeah. it? Invercargill is a, is a lovely place. Yeah, it is. And I, I think it, it was a massive change at the start and, it definitely took some getting used to, and because it was so far to my comfort zone, um, I had that little bit of, I guess, that awkward period where I was trying to figure out where I fit and kind of like let get to know everyone, kind of like put myself out there. But the girls are so awesome down here, as you'd know, and um, the community is amazing. They everyone comes and talks to you. You walk around the supermarket and people talk about the game last night like that. It's pretty crazy, um, and so it's really cool how the community community gets around us and kind of like welcomes us in, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, how different is that compared to Auckland, really, where unless you're at a <laughs> netball court, no one really stops you or talks to you about netball. Um, Definitely. Was was sort of getting out of your comfort zone part of the um, driving force behind this decision, Katie? Can you talk us through how you reached the decision to head down there? Yeah, definitely. I um, I guess I'm kind of at that point in my career where 
I'm getting that little bit older and um, I kind of was thinking that I need to do something in order to change, just change something in my game and maybe give something a little bit different and I've always kind of done something that was comfortable for me or was easy, you know, being at home around my sports system, my family where I'm studying and so it was always quite easy just like go to netball training and fit everything in around my normal life and so I thought why not give it a try, try and focus like quite solely on netball and see what I can do and see what changes I can make and hopefully grow in different aspects of my game. So, yeah, I definitely, I don't think I got to the best start in the first game, to be honest, but um, hopefully I can build on my performance from next week onwards. Oh, well, you were my Goldie Team of the Week, Katie B, so don't be too hard oh, on yourself. Oh, gosh, you're being nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, thought, I thought you were fantastic, fantastic in your new colours and, I mean, the steel as a team. Were you guys surprised at, you know, how much of a thrashing you really gave the tactics? <laughs> we um we kind of like looked at that. We looked at each other after the game, and we were kind of like, "What just happened?" Um, we, we and the thing is, is we genuinely don't think that was our best performance. You know, I think we've still got so many things we can improve on, and I think that's quite exciting that we can still look at that game and be like, "Cool, we need to look at this, 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 and this," but still celebrate those little things that we were like, "Oh, that was actually really awesome." Um, and I guess because we've just had Shan back in the fold the last couple of weeks, and so. It's really cool to have her in and she slots in like nothing and brings such a good intensity with her. So it was cool to kind of get out there and see how we went and yeah, it turned out really good. <laughs> and just quickly, Katie, I mean, obviously the Mystics, as well as being as far away as possible from the Steel, the brand of netball they play is completely different to the Steel as well. Obviously, you know, you come from a yeah. team in the Auckland region that's, you know, all about the flair and the flashy stuff and they do yeah. it so well, but the Steel are all about possession game and doing the basics well. What's that transition been like? Yeah, it's been, it's been very interesting, actually, and I think it's quite good for me to learn about you know, treasuring position and kind of doing that hard yards. And I think that really starts from off the court down here. You know, everyone grinds. And I heard coming down here that I was going to be doing a lot of running, and we definitely have been, which is so good because I haven't really liked running in the past. But um, <laughs> my season's been extra stride. And so it's been really good. And I think that kind of complements how we've been playing on court. You know, everyone here is just willing to do those little niggly things and all those one percenters. So, Hopefully we can keep doing that throughout the season and like keep building and keep building our connections and all that. Have you met Bev yet, the Super Steel fan? Dame Steel, she calls herself. No, no, we haven't yet. And hopefully when um, as the season progresses, we can get some crowds in. But I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot. So, Rick, um, Bev, Dame mm. Steele is the lady who comes to every steel game wearing a homemade dress where she sews every player's face onto her dress and she wears a wig and she's at every game, every promo, oh. everywhere. So I'm surprised, Katie, you haven't met her yet. Wow. That's, she sounds yeah, interesting. I guess they haven't been able to do too much just yet with the community with all the um, COVID regulations and, and all that jazz. So hopefully we'll be able to get be able to see everyone a little bit more because they really want that interaction you know like they're such such good fans and I'm actually excited to play in ILT and, and be on the receiving end of that that support so that should be good Oh, that is, that is outstanding. Does this lady own a lot of cats by any chance? Oh, look, it's possible. Okay, it's possible. Right, I think okay. she's about 73. <laughs> right, okay. So she's been there since, Even like, better. the sting days. Let's get her on the show, I think. Yeah, yeah I think we should. I think we should. <laughs> hey, uh, now, Kate, we, we, we want to get to know you a bit better, so we're going to do these quick five questions to get to know oh, Kate no. Burley a little bit better. <laughs> um, uh, if I was to grab your phone off you now and look at the last song that was played on your Spotify account, what would it be? 
Oh, gosh. I think it would have to be some alamai. I have no idea who that is. I don't know what that is either. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. (laughs) What's the genre, Katie? Um, R&B. There you go. R&B. Oh, that'll be why I don't know it. That'll be why I don't know it. Um, okay. Com- uh, comfort food. What's your go-to comfort food? Uh, burgers or pizza. Burgers and pizza. Carbs, I like that. yes. Carb, carb attack. Carb. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what's your favourite other sport other than netball? Uh, well, I used to play water polo through school, so I guess I'd have to say that. Yeah, nice, nice. What about yeah, your, random one? Random one, yeah, water polo. I mean, it's it's not the sort of thing where you can collect the jerseys of your favourite water polo team, is it? No. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Katie, you don't you don't strike me as someone who's feisty enough to play water polo. That sport is brutal. Yeah, it is brutal. It's so brutal. I used to have got drowned a couple of times in the pool, being kicked in the stomach. <laughs> It sounds it sounds fun. I I guess uh, you know in water polo you could just swap um, hats, right? Or what do you call them? The True. swim caps. The, the things with the big air yeah. plastic yeah. things over them. Hogs as well. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe not. not. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what about what's your what's your favourite all time movie? Favourite all time movie. Um, I like the Blind Side. Um, I'm gonna say that's up there. Yeah, and Forty Two. Oh yeah. Blindside and 42. I'm taking movie recommendations. I'm writing this down now. Yeah, I haven't seen 42. Shall I write that one down too? Yeah, write that down. Write that down. Yeah, write that yeah, down. Good. Uh, the, about Jackie Robinson. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah really cool. Good. The first pro black baseball player, right? Cool. It's the one? Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, crazy. I've had a lot of tears. Yeah. I'm oh, a crier. It's a crier? Okay, good. <laughs> you, you, you cuddle up in your oodle or whatever it is and, and cry. And... <laughs> no, Udi. Hey, Udi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got, have you got sponsorship from Purex? Is Rollo <laughs> at your place a lot? Or... <laughs> oh, no, that'd be amazing, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your, your, last, uh, your last quick fire five question. The most famous person you've met, and you can't say Storm. <sighs> most famous person I've met? Mm. Um, huh, I can't say I've really met him. Oh, no, I have. I met um, Jason Statham. Is that how you say his last Jason name? Statham. What? Statham, yeah. Yes. Okay, so when he was here filming a movie years and years ago, um, he was in Ponsonby at a, um, at Do Voice, and I walked in and I, awkward, I was looking at him for ages, and I was like, I swear that's him. I swear that's him, I swear that's him. And I went up and asked for a pitch and it was the most awkward thing in my life. And I'd just come from netball training. You know how sweaty I get, Storm. I was red, my hair was everywhere, my baby hair's everywhere. And I had the most awkward photo of my life. I was going to say, I've never seen that one, Katie, so it didn't make it to Instagram, did it? It didn't make it anywhere to important. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you. At least it actually was him. Imagine, you know, like, oh, I swear that's him. And then you ask him for a photo and he's like, why? That <laughs> was a little bit what I was nervous about. I was like, I swear. And I like had to I searched up a little bit to make sure he was in New Zealand and that I wasn't just asking this random bald dude for a photo. Yeah, you know that wasn't his first time in New Zealand because he was part of the Great Britain di- or the England dive team in the Commonwealth Games in nineteen ninety. He of competed here. Of course he was. It's a fun really? fact yeah. For you. yeah, fun fact. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, you go. Wow. So, boom. An educational interview for you, Katie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, Kate. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on the very first ever Centre Pass. You're our, our, our first ever player profile guest, so I, I hope you feel honoured. You can put that in your bio. 
Oh, beautiful. And I hope my facts weren't too boring. <laughs> no, you were good, mate. You were good. Thanks very Great, much for coming baby. on. Thanks, Turk. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, there you go, Kate Burley uh, from the Steel uh, with us. This is Centre Pass, Storm Purvis, Ricardo Ball with you. We do this every uh, Tuesday night from 8 till 9. And Storm, we've got 20 seconds left. Give us a tip for the weekend. Who are we? Who's going to be the big winner this weekend? I think everyone should watch the Pulse this weekend. We haven't okay. seen them yet. Uh, they've recruited really well. A couple of Aussies in the side. Watch the Pulse. It's them for me. Them for you? Okay, cool. There we go. That is the pulse, uh, to, is, is the pick to watch. This has been Centre Pass, the first ever edition on SCNZ.